You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. What does the football future of Eli Manning look like? Let's take a closer look at what the future could hold for a a Hall of Famer to be on his way to Canton, Ohio, with a good friend of the program, Josh Alper, ProFootballTalk.com. Josh, thanks for taking the time. Let's start in New York. Giants have hired former Panthers GM Dave Gettleman, now looking for a new head coach. Do you think this new regime is going to bring Eli Manning back, or is that decision going to be made by ownership? Well, I, I, Dave Gettleman said today that he's, you know, he's moving forward with with. Eli Manning. Now that can obviously change. Uh, Eli Manning could say, you know what, I'm I'm not interested. Uh, and you know, the team. I, I think whether Manning's back or not, I, I think they have to look long and hard at using uh, what looks like it'll be the number two overall pick on a on a quarterback. So I, I think that there's some up in the air, but it does seem like they're willing to bring him back. He's got, um, you know, he got a contract that basically is year to year at this point. So, you know, you could bring him back and, and say he's the starter until the rookie's ready or, or if you want to, you know, if you think it's going to be a, a full year or whatever. Um, I'm a little bit surprised by that, if that's the way things play out. I, I think, and But it does stick with going to Dave Gettleman and, and not even waiting to talk to GM candidates that are currently employed by other teams. They, they clearly, you know, the Giants love continuity. They, they went that route with Gettleman. They... they so that I think that fits that Eli Manning would be part of that as well. Josh, Nick Ferguson here. We we know on Monday there will be several coaches that will be fired, say given their, their walking papers. But what are some of the, or who should I say, are some of uh, the hot coordinators that could fill those voids of those vacant seats? Well, I, you got the two guys in New England, Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia, and then McDaniels obviously has been a coach before. Uh, I think Jim Schwartz is a guy who seems seems pretty likely to get a second chance as a head coach. Uh, you know, he's the Eagles defensive coordinator now. I, I think you can look at, you know, you look at, at some of the some of the successful teams around the league. I, I think everyone would love to find like the next Sean McVay this year. There, there isn't really anybody that that fits that bill as a as a real hot young rising uh, you know rising guy like that. Um, you know, so I, I, but I think I think Josh McDaniels at some point I, I just feels like has to has to move before it just becomes you know he's he's a guy who's just a coordinator and, and isn't a head coach and I feel like with that, as many openings as, as there could be this year, it, 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 this would be the year where I, I would really see him as as a guy who should get a ton of. Uh, you know, a ton of attention and, and perhaps, you know, finally move on from new England again. Um, you know, the, the other, on the defensive side, there, there are less clear ones. Um, but it, it's, I think generally speaking, teams have, have been tilting towards offensive minded coaches. So I, I think you could see like Frank Reich from the Eagles. Uh, I, I would think that Ken Wisenhunt from the chargers gets another head coaching job, but I, I guess it's not totally out of the realm of possibility. Taking you around the league with our friend Josh Alper, ProFootballTalk.com. Josh, since we were talking Giants, their matchup on Sunday is against Washington. No playoff implications, but could be the final game for Kirk Cousins in a Washington uniform. We're all guessing, but we appreciate your informed speculation. Do you think the Vikings are going to use, or the Redskins are going to use, the franchise tag on Kirk Cousins for the third consecutive year for over $30 million because if he hits free agency, he could decide to leave. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they're going to do that. And and I I do I I do think that ultimately uh, I I don't think he's going to use the franchise tag. But I think it's a, a 50-50 shot that he winds up leaving because. I think that there were a couple of spots that looked like golden opportunities for him. One was the 49ers and one was the Rams if Jared Goff didn't work out. Now, obviously, Goff has worked out and Jimmy Garoppolo is, you know, the greatest thing to hit the NFL in, in ages. So he, uh, I think those two spots were really good ones for him. And now, and then you have to look at Denver and I, I don't know that I would leave a relationship with Jay Gruden who really likes Cousins and that's never been the issue to go to a situation where you might be looking at a new head coach. I don't know that Vance Joseph is, is going to make it to a second year. Um, and, and a situation where you've got an aging defense and, and you're pretty short on offensive line and, and high end offensive talent around you. Um, now I, I think there are other things that could open up and other possibilities, you know, you know, the jets, I guess the Browns. Um, but again, it's, it's, similar kind of boat. So I, I do think that the best thing for everyone involved is for cousins and Washington to stick together, but it does feel like Washington is more resistant to it than cousins. is. Josh, every coach, when they take a, a new head coach position, they're trying to leave their mark on the organization. And with the, the playoffs for the Buffalo bills uh, being in flux, they need to win. They need some help. Uh, how does this, the week six decision by head coach Sean McDormand to start Nathan Peterman over Tyrod Taylor affect how he's remembered by the organization and by the Buffalo Bill fan base? Well, you know, I, I think it's a mixed bag there because I think this has been generally a positive season for the Bills. You know, that, that decision was one that was just a howler because uh, obviously Peterman threw the five interceptions and, and bombed the game. If they had lost that game with Tyrod Taylor – I don't know that that anybody would be seeing McDermott all all that differently. I think he's done a lot of good things there. He erased a lot of the bad feelings that were around when Rex Ryan was there, and he you know he's won games with a, a roster that they really tore down. You know, Sammy Watkins and and uh, Ronald Darby and and all these guys that they got rid of that it, it looked like they were really punting on this season and. It's sort of a, a better version of the job to, uh, Todd Bowles did with the Jets, not in terms of better coaching, but just a better record and over, you know, overwhelming the expectations. So I think that even if they fall short of the playoffs, as long I mean, if it's a direct head to head with the Chargers that they lose, it's going to be a big deal for a day or two. But if the Titans and Ravens win and the Bills don't make it, I don't think it's going to really have much resonance because I think there's been so much to look forward to in the future for Buffalo this year. Buffalo has not made it to the postseason since 1999. Chatting with Josh Alper, ProFootballTalk.com. I mentioned Minnesota previously because I wanted to ask you about what's going on at the quarterback position there. As you know, all three quarterbacks currently on the roster are going to be free agents. If Case Keenum can win at least one playoff game for the Vikings, do you think Minnesota is going to give him a good chunk of guaranteed money in the offseason? I do. I, I do. And I, I think that the the decision is, is going to be mostly football based and uh, Case Keenum's had a terrific season. And it's really like uh, the, the prototype of, of you put a guy who has the, the capability of playing in the NFL, isn't going to blow anybody away, but has the capability of playing quarterback in the NFL and you put him in the right situation and, and it does very well. Now, if someone comes in and, and blows him away with top of the market, 
quarterback money, I, I think that's going to be tough for the Vikings to swallow and do. Because I, I just I, I think that's really tying yourself into a guy who may have had his you know may have just had his career season. I, I think about the Jets with Ryan Fitzpatrick a couple of years ago. Keenum's better this year than Fitzpatrick was for the Jets that year, but it, it's a kind of a similar feeling thing. Like, do we really bet on him re- repeating this output? Now, if you could figure out a way to get two of those guys back in in the same kind of money that you might be spending on one franchise guy. I think that would be the best way to go. And I think that may be possible with Teddy Bridgewater just because I, I, I can't see anybody breaking the bank for a guy who hasn't played into, you know, hasn't played as for as, as long as, as Bridgewater's played. And so two years. And so I, I think that you could figure it out, but I think it may, it, it may wind up working against them, but I, I, I just don't see them using the franchise tag and I don't see them, you know, hitting these just, you know, one of these obscene numbers that, that we're used to seeing in a market where Alex Smith is probably going to be on the move. We talked about Kirk Cousins, and, and there's some other guys that'll, that'll be around that, that uh, kind of fit the bill um, as a starting NFL quarterback if Keenum were to, you know, just hit a payday somewhere else. Josh, you know, the idea is for every team to play well during the season. So when you get to this point, of the schedule, you are well positioned for maybe the first seed or, or the second seed in that first round bye. But there are a lot of teams that are still fighting for position to get in. But for those teams who have solidified their position, what, what is your take on the pros and cons of sitting guys opposed to playing them with the playoffs on the horizon? Well, I, I think you look at a situation, a team that's playing in the wild card round, like the Rams, that, that's resting people. I, I see the the benefit in that. I see the benefit in not adding to Todd Gurley's workload right now. You're playing again in a week. They're not going to be sitting that long. I, I think I, I understand it there. I'm a little less crazy about it when, when you're talking about a team that's got to buy. And I just remember those Colts teams with, with Peyton Manning and Bill Polian that, that always seemed to get the buy and always seemed to rest people, and then they would come out and lay a stinker in the, the divisional round. Now, I, there are a lot of reasons that could happen. But I, I think that, like, with the Steelers, if they rest Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell, I, I mean, I get it. Again, long season, and, and certainly Le'Veon Bell works as much as anybody in the league. But I, I just I, I just would see – go to halftime and see what that Patriots-Jets score is. I, I just – I remember the Broncos getting home field the last day a couple of years ago and then beating this, the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. And, and I think you'd like to give yourself that shot. And, and I don't think – you know, I, I don't know that they'll lose to the Browns even if they do play Landry Jones and, and Stevan Ridley instead of uh, Roethlisberger and Bell. But I, I just – it's a long layoff. It's a lot of time off. And, and that makes me a little more – I'm a little less into that idea than if you're playing in the wild card round. Josh, great information as always. Happy New Year. Look forward to chatting with you again when we get to 2018. All right. Happy New Year, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.